We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. For boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-H-N-N-Bet.com to start winning. It's Big Blue Banter, the answer to all your Giants matters. From run game to coaching to Bob Shepard's timbre. Hosted by Dan Schneier, analysis on fire. A Giants fan since day one, now preaching to the choir. Joined by Nick Filato, breakdowns with bravado. Passing you the facts like he passes on gelato. From just outside New York, a couple football dorks. A killer podcast when Dan says receiver corpse. They do the play-by-play, dropping almost every day. These experts know the X and O's just like Danny O'Shea. They do the review of the All-22, dissecting every throw. OCU Minora lit up in Venora when he was a guest on the show. So there you have it, a podcast for Giants fans who are rabid, who can't wait for Sundays, the NFC East, the Fantasy League standings. We'll see you back here. It's Big Blue Banter. Welcome back. It's the Big Blue Banter New York Giants football podcast on YouTube, on your podcast feed as well. For those of you who are joining us and new to this, we are doing YouTube videos in addition to our podcast. This will also be on the podcast feed, so you might be listening to it on the podcast feed, but we strongly advise you to head on over to YouTube, type in Big Blue Banter, you'll see our logo, click the page, and you'll see a breakdown of the video with all of the All-22 coaches film, sideline angle, end zone angle. Nick has edited these bad boys up, so we have Kadarius Tony, who we're talking about today, circled in red. So it's a whole film cut up, and it's best followed on YouTube, but we're also going to drop this on a podcast feed, so... For two reasons. One, shameless promotion and a shameless plug so we can get you over that page, but also because some people like to hear the breakdowns of the plays. Very similar to what we do on the All-22 podcast anyway uh, without the film. But we have the film here, so we'll be breaking it down here. Let's dive right into this thing. We'll be doing a Darius Tony breakdown of all of his best plays from his breakout performance with the New York Giants. So, Nick, where are we starting today? Starting with that throwback screen to Devontae Booker, and we have it up right here. You could tell... It was a uh, throwback screen where they were attempting to get Kadarius Tony to throw the football down the field. It's something that the Giants showed 
last week. So they put it on film and now they got it into the Cowboys head. Oh, we saw that last week. We have to be weary of a deep pass. The Saints covered it up well, as did the Cowboys. But you can see John Ross streaking from the opposite side of the field from a reduced split near the far hash. And he's holding his hand in the air, acting as a decoy to kind of get the safety and Trevon Diggs that that uh, field cornerback to just attach to him. And that's exactly what happened. Devontae Booker acts like he's running a play action, runs to the sideline with three blockers and then just two Dallas Cowboys there. Uh, that would have been a nice big 20 to 25 yard gain there by Devontae Booker, but he had some popcorn before the game, had Butterfingers and dropped it. Kadarius Tony put it right on him. That wasn't on Kadarius Tony. They sold this play well. I like this play call from Jason Garrett. I knew he was going to implement this because Jason Garrett did the same thing with Golden Tate in the past. He likes to utilize these multi-dimensional type of athletes and Devontae Booker just has to catch this football right here hopefully this is blocked up and then Booker would have had I believe that is a uh, Matt Skura in space or might have been Billy Price in space running probably would have picked up 25 to 30 yards and just imagine so much to say about this play first of all just imagining this play with Saquon Barkley instead of Devontae Booker and with some actual offensive linemen who have athleticism to get in space and block you can envision this being a touchdown play on the Giants 2022 film or even really some point in this 2021 season it's not going to be as easy with these linemen none of whom are really that athletic in space in my opinion to get out there and make this a maximized play but sometimes Barkley could just crease this bad boy and take this thing for a touchdown I love that Jason Garrett called this play I love that he worked it off what he did last week I hope he continues to run these back in the playbook I really saw some things I liked from Garrett in this game in general, but this was definitely one of them. And Kadarius Tony obviously could the throw could be a little bit better, but they'll practice that. They'll work on that. It'll be better with Barkley. It'll be better when they have some athletic offensive lineman space. And I love it. Absolutely. And now we have this play. And I love this route concept from Jason Garrett. It's an out and up, a double type of move against this Dallas Cowboys defense. You also have it to the bottom of your screen where you're going to see that receiver wide open as well. Let's roll it right here. We'll see. Runs that out route. Watch number 30, Anthony Brown, break on it. His hips are going downward towards the towards the sideline right there, and he's not ready for Kadarius Tony to do that. And look at the space right there between Kadarius Tony and Anthony Brown. And the ball, it's uh, it's there. It's, it's not a great throw by Daniel Jones, but we'll see from the end zone angle what exactly happens to Daniel Jones on this play. But <laughs> it, it, you can't really see it on the, uh, in this angle, but it looks like they're on a quarter's look, and then the – the safety to the field drops to a buzz, kind of like a cover three buzz type of look. Three deep defenders. Kadarius Tony takes advantage of that. And I love this play from Daniel Jones for multiple reasons because he's able to evade this mess that happens along the line of scrimmage in the Giants protection package. Excellent job by Dan Quinn, by the way, which we'll break down here in a second. But he has Evan Ingram right here. If you look, Evan Ingram is open in the flat. He knows he's open in the flat but he doesn't throw the football there and he waits to see what happens with Kadarius Tony. I like that about Daniel Jones. That shows aggressiveness. That shows cojones to be honest, because he could take what's there. He could take what the defense has given him and live to fight another play, possibly get a first down here. But instead he wants that big play and he takes a brutal hit there in order to get that big play. And Kadarius Tony's excellent body control tracking and just a phenomenal play by that receiver. Yeah. And if you look at it, if Jones actually has a clean pocket here, and by the way, there's no real reason he shouldn't. It's not like the Cowboys, the Cowboys are running stunt. Like, I guess it can be considered an excellent job by Dan Queen to some degree. But I saw more, so, more so think it's just a horrific job by the Giants offensive line and the snaps Daniel Jones went for. They were running a lot of basic stunts that the Giants just seemed totally confused on. Just look at the left guard on here and how poor of a job he does in this situation here. There's three blockers on one guy running on 190. Uh, Randy Gregory just shooting up to run the obvious stunt. And then you see what's going on with Billy Price. Like, he recognizes it late what's going on with that stunt, doesn't pick it up, gets a 
three fan on 97, doesn't do much at all, almost redirects him into Jones. And so imagine this play for one second from the view we saw before, the sideline angle, with Tony really selling that out and up and getting creating vertical separation. If Jones has time in that pocket, he could drop a teardrop over the top, and that could be seven potentially. Absolutely. And this is a good scheme by Dan Quinn because you're going to have two TE stunts on on each side. You're going to have these tackles, these 94 and 93, shooting the B-gap aggressively. And watch what it does to both guards, Will Hernandez, and then I think that's Wes Martin right there with Micah Parsons holding Billy Price in place because Billy Price isn't sure if Micah Parsons is coming. He's sugaring Billy Price a little bit and faking like he's going to go. And then he drops back. Billy Price has to pay attention to him. And then Billy Price finally sees the looper coming, gets kind of contact on him, not enough, but nobody's here to pick up the other looping 59, the defender, because 63 rides 94 way too far up into the protection. And I'm not 100% certain if Devontae Booker was supposed – actually, Devontae Booker, no, I highly doubt they're going to ask him to step into the A-gap here. So this is 100% on this guard. And Daniel Jones, look at the hit he takes. Gets slammed to the ground, dude. Dude gets slammed to the ground on this play, but is able to get the ball off. And Kadarius Tony does an excellent play there. Yeah, excellent contested catch by Tony. That's one thing that we didn't see – so often on his Florida tape, he wasn't really the best contested catch receiver in this class. We didn't really view that as a amazing skill set of his, but he made two really good contested catches in this game. I don't think he has the most natural hands. I don't think that's one of his super plus traits, but I do think he's shown better in that than expected. Absolutely. Right here, the Cowboys come out, inverted cover two type of look. They're going to drop this apex defender to a deep half, and you're going to have this safety also drop to a deep half with this other safety. Look like it could have been a quarter, quarter, half defense pre-snap kind of mans the middle of the field, Tampa two type of look. And as that inverted cover two type safety that we talk about sometimes, and we have Kadarius Tony running the drag route, something that Dan and I have been clamoring for more drag routes, more mesh concept. All those are good. It's from this reduced bunch set, which I love because you have two receivers clearing out. So Kadarius Tony can run underneath and you're going to have this, and man on the line of scrimmage, not blitz for the Cowboys. He drops off, and it's going to be his responsibility to take Kadarius Tony, possibly wall him off, which he does not do. Kadarius Tony easily just evades the contact and goes underneath the coverage and then outruns the player because the player has no business trying to cover Kadarius Tony, and the Giants end up picking up a first down in a third down situation. Yeah, Garrett has done a much better job in recent weeks of utilizing the middle of the field. This is a great example of that. You really don't want to be not utilizing the middle of the field. That's what we saw a little too much of in 2020, beginning weeks of 2021, where a lot of the routes were just designed outside the hashes. But again, one thing I notice here, not great pass protection, considering they have five in pass protection and only four Cowboys pass rushes. Man, did the Cowboys seem to get a lot of pressure in those Daniel Jones snaps. By rushing only four, it was truly amazing. There was even one snap they rushed four against seven, seven in Giants protection. I mean, this pass protection was an absolute disaster this game. This Giants offensive line needs a lot of work this offseason. They should make it a main priority. They don't have any free agent spending that they can do. They've already capped out there spending this season. The draft's going to have to be a focus. I don't like forcing need, but I'm just hoping, Nick, and I can't wait to get to it, but I'm hoping there's a lot of good offensive linemen in this class because they need starters and they need them fast because it's it's ugly watching, you know, Wes Martin there at left guard. Yeah, it's not pretty. And Nate Solder was really, really bad in this game. I don't want to pile on to Nate Solder right now. Everybody's bashing this dude on Twitter. I have respect for Nate Solder as a man. I think he's a good person. But he shouldn't be starting tackle in the in the NFL. There's no other way around it. it. Seems like the Giants came out and said, "Look, we're going to have a rotation at tackle," which is kind of the tea leaves to Matt Parrott is going to end up starting on the right side when Andrew Thomas is healthy. And I thought Matt Parrott looked 
pretty solid in this game. I, it wasn't a perfect outing. His yeah. technique still needs a lot of work, I, I feel like, after my first watch. But definitely capable, more than capable, and a better, I would say, player than than what Nate Solder offers at this point. So I'm hoping that we see a lot more Matt Parrott going forward. On this play, look. We're to get to on Parrott before we get to this play, though. And we'll get to more on the alternate, too. I just want to echo that. I thought he is already proving to be a better option than Solder. Specifically in the run game, you're getting more out of him. And he's just more athletic, which gives you more upside. On some of the plays we talked about, that throwback screen, for example. Anything in space, any screen-type plays. And, yeah, <laughs> the pass reduction isn't perfect. You're still seeing some, some you know, errors that you would hope would be fixed by now but it might take more time but it's not like soldiers giving them anything better so i'm with you on that one Nick. absolutely and we always talk about how daniel jones loves to attack the outside whether that be a number two fade which he used to hit golden mm-hmm. tate on quite often or just a number one fade if they went at the line of scrimmage with a nice outside release whenever there's a man coverage middle of the field closed look like this cover one defense that dan quinn employs with this dallas cowboys personnel right here we see Kadarius tony three by one set have a really, really wide one on the backside, which looks like it's Devontae Booker. Actually, it's a three-by-two section. You have, the, you have the tight end as well, reduced right by the hash. And then to the other side of the field, you have Kadarius Tony as the number two. So the Giants are going to come out in this man look, and they're going to isolate Kadarius Tony against the defender who's covering him away from the middle of the field closed player, and they're going to run a slot fade. Tony's about on the numbers for those listening on the podcast. So he's on the numbers. He's going to release outside and then stem towards the sideline while gaining depth in his – uh, getting depth going vertical is what I should say. So you'll see that here. He releases outside, gets vertical. You can see both the number one and number three receivers here. Number number three, number one. They oh, you don't even, you guys don't even think can see my mouse. So I don't even know why I'm doing that. But the number three, number one receivers run quick hitches, which force the man coverage to stay put. The middle of the field close safety doesn't have the range to get all the way to the sideline. So it's important for Tony to run towards the sidelines here. And Mike Glennon puts the ball just behind the defender's head and allows Tony to go up and make another great contested catch. I love this play call by Jason Garrett. We've been calling for plays like this so for so long. This is something I saw a lot from Shermer uh, during his days with the Giants, a lot of that slot fade vert route. I think this is one of the most gimme routes in the NFL. You should be calling this at least once per game. If you, especially if you get this look with the middle of the field, close safe, uh, the middle of the field, uh, yeah, close safety, just that single high look that you get there. And with that, with that, just that kind of coverage, and you know, like you said, you run those two hitches in man, those guys are going to be forced to come up and stop on those hitch routes. It just gives you that free vertical. And once again, another example of when the Giants go empty set here, spread it out, they find success, and they find an open look. Spreading this out puts a lot of stress on the safeties. Empty set puts a lot of stress on the safeties and defensive backs. And I think that it's a it's been a really good tool for the Giants to unlock their passing game these last Sad- few weeks. Sadly, it also puts a lot of stress on their offensive line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nate Solder against Randy Gregory here. Randy Gregory just rips through Nate Solder's oh inside God. shoulder and, and gets right up on Glennon. Glennon so has many bad reps from here. Solder, man. So yeah. many bad reps from Solder. If you look down at the bottom of the screen here, I'll play it one more time. Gregory just easily gets inside and ends up putting a hit on Glennon there. But good job on Glennon to get the ball out. Yeah, really good job by Glennon. You got to get the ball quick on those empty sets. Absolutely. Now, here we have another. Slant flat combination, which I love to see against man coverage type of concepts. You have off coverage from Kadarius Tony's defender right there. Kyle Rudolph, I guess you could say runs or trots the flat route. And then as, 20, <laughs> as 27 crosses. There's the not field. really, you can't call what he's doing there running. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I like Kyler. Look at that! Look at that route! Oh yeah. my god! I didn't even see this on the first glance. I wasn't focusing on Rudolph when I watched through this. Look at that route! That is so slow. But go on. All you have to do on this route, the concept is it's man coverage. You're creating a throwing window by having that number two receiver or tight end here run a flat route. So his assignment, the defender's assignment, is the number two. He's going to follow Kyle Rudolph into the flat, which is going to open the throwing window for Kadarius Tony to just run a slant right off his ass, basically. And when you have off coverage like the Cowboys are in here, because the Cowboys are about 10 yards off of Kadarius Tony here, with uh, looks like a three deep type of coverage. It looks like man coverage. If you look at the bottom of the screen with John Ross and Evan Ingram, Kadarius Tony has an easy, easy just window right there because of the route concept. So I like the fact that Jason Garrett was able to, to utilize his playbook, you know, slant flat. He's a big slant flat proponent and take advantage of man coverage here, especially when the Cowboys were off. This is an easy pitch and catch right here for the quarterback and Kadarius Tony, the quarterback here was Mike Glennon. And you won't be able to see that, hear this on the podcast or see this obviously on the podcast, but that route, one of the little nuances I liked a lot about that play was how Tony runs that route. You see a lot of players when they run this inside slant, they'll kind of round it off a little bit or they're kind of like flo uh, float a little bit into where the coverage is, where that second defensive back is. He really makes a sharp turn to get around the, to get around the 40 there. I mean, that is a super, there is no wasted space there. Yeah, he keeps it incredibly tight. And this is the play where Kadarius Tony turned a, the NFL into the UFC and, and punched DeMonte <laughs> Casey, I believe. I think Casey slams him shortly after this, but I didn't end up recording his that. His last play of the game. Yeah, yeah, his last play of the game. Now this play, I, I really love this play as well. Oh and this is God. just an insane route by Kadarius. There's a couple insane routes. This is probably the second best route by Kadarius Tony. We'll go over the best one a little bit later. Yes. It's going to be interesting on the All-22 podcast, Dan, because there are several Kadarius Tony routes that we can bring up as our favorite routes in the superlative <laughs> section. But right here, man, you have a three-by-one set tight end as the one to the, uh, to the boundary side with the bunch to the field side. Kadarius Tony is the number one receiver, and he's going to kind of have a little bit of a delayed release, allow, I believe that's John Ross to release outside and pick number 26 there. So he picks number 26 and then Kadarius Tony is going to act like he's going inside and then just pivot to the outside. Now, Jason Garrett loves the pivot routes. We always talk about that, but Kadarius Tony, I mean, Sterling Shepard's great at running the pivot routes. But Kadarius Tony can be very dangerous at running the pivot routes with his change of direction ability and just his overall body control when he's moving. It's absolutely insane. But he catches his football, makes three defenders miss, almost takes this in for a touchdown. And man, I wish he got in for the touchdown because if he got in for the touchdown, Daniel Jones never gets hurt in this game. Right? Right. And it's the butterfly effect, but we'll play it one more time here. Catches that football. And you can also see Kenny Galladay might've been open here. He, he, he realizes it as well. But at the same time, I think the defense was reading Daniel Jones here in, in his zone type of cover. They were reading Daniel Jones eyes. Jones went right to Kadarius Tony who had all the space in the world because John Ross ran that outside release, kind of picking that defender away from getting to Kadarius Tony. Trevon Diggs was way too far off to kind of get over the top of that pick and get to Kadarius Tony, as you can see there. And then Tony so smart picking and choosing where to go. Now I want to play it one more time. I know I said it last time. We're only going to play it one more time, but here watch how he, he has plenty of options at the point of catch, right? Catches the football, makes that guy miss. Now he can go, to the left, he can go straight ahead, or he can go inside where he sees blockers, sees Kyle Rudolph, and then outruns 30, but too bad that that defender got a piece of his leg. It's like he saw, he had the ball carrier vision, if we're going to use a Madden trait, to see his blocks and then run behind them to kind of get close to the end zone there. He landed at the one-yard line, unfortunately. Yeah, and run it back a little bit. I love this play. I put this one on Twitter, actually. What I love most about this is just – Look how smooth that jump cut transition is from the post catch from the point where he makes the catch. Oh my 
God, like he just knows his move already. While he before he makes this catch, and you always hear like, don't make your move before you secure the catch. He secures the catch and knows what he wants to do, and he's so smooth at splitting those defenders with the transition off upfield by just leaning on that left leg after catching it and just kind of jump cutting sort of forward. And then I love what you said there because once he gets it into space, he everyone would think here you want to break left, right? You want to try to break left. But that's where the defender has the angle. If you watch the Cowboys defender closest to him, he starts to take that step left and then has to readjust, which sets up the Kyle Rudolph block. But even with the Kyle Rudolph block, there's one unblocked defender, number 30, sitting, waiting for him at the 15. I don't really know how he creases that to get to the two. I'm, I've looked at this play a, a bunch of times. There's no way he should be able to crease that with, with the defender sitting at the number 30 at the 15. Finds a way anyway. And like you said, oh, I wish he had gotten all the way in. Or, you know, I wish the Giants had ran their first play-action leak at the goal line. They're the only team in the NFL who I haven't seen run that once already. You fake the handoff, the tight end leaks out, it's the second tight end, or you bring in the extra blocking tight end, you throw him the open touchdown. You haven't run it all year, it's week five, it's probably going to work. Worst case, it's incomplete. Most likely, it's a touchdown. Jones never gets hurt. Of course, they're always focused when they get down into that two-yard line. The first play seems to always be a run up the middle. Um, and Two runs up the middle, Jones bootleg, and the rest was history there. Yeah, and on those runs up the middle, it was a unique formation, right, with Elijah Penny and Evan Ingram kind of in there in a big personnel package. But each play, Micah Parsons blew it up. Micah Parsons yeah. was all over the place on both of those plays. We'll break that down on the podcast. That's not something for this specific video. But, man, dude. I just, I don't know. I, I think he knows that Kenny Galladay and Kyle Rudolph are there and there's only two defenders up there. So he runs that direction. Kenny Galladay is a bit slow to get the blocking, which isn't something right. you'd love to see. You're not going to knock him for it because he didn't know what was going to end up happening. But still, you always look for work. We always talk about offensive linemen looking for work. I think that applies to receivers as well. Sterling Shepard does he that. He was also early. playing hurt. Just not to not to give him a full excuse. Yeah. But he, the knee injury he suffered was earlier in the game and he played through it. Absolutely. And then I wish Kyle Rudolph didn't just kind of push him because then it would have been a touchdown as well. Right. So right. More of a sustained block. But, you know, I'm kind of picking, picking, uh, picking things to complain about right now. And then right here, we just have a stick flat combination. Quick, easy. Kadarius Tony stems inside to expand this linebacker, stems inside, plants off that outside foot, catches the football, gets tackled. Simple, easy route concept, um, low. Low ceiling, high floor, I guess you could say. Not a lot that's going to go wrong unless you're throwing that route to Evan Ingram. Right here, we just have a nice under route with Kyle Rudolph running a corner type of route from the number two receiver position. Kadarius Tony catches the football, is somehow able to kind of get to the edge, and almost outruns Trayvon Diggs, but Trayvon Diggs goes for the punch of the football. And it's nothing too special here, but you just love the – kind of smoothness of Kadarius Tony catches the football, two defenders. Okay. I'm going to try to outrun you to the side, pull a Tyree kill. He doesn't have Tyree kill speed, but like we said on the podcast, Dan, that change of direction is pretty close. Giants football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find New York Giants tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other sites charge which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, 
TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. That's right. You guys ever want to just go and see Saquon Barkley hit a 60-yard run? You know I do. Daniel Jones, fine Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton deep. Well, if you guys want to see that live, please go and visit TickPick.com and use the promo code BANTER. That's TickPick.com slash BANTER. If you use that today, you can save $10 on your first order of the Giants tickets that you desire. Please check that out. It's TickPick.com slash banter. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the play I love. Wow. Okay, this is the this is the play action pass where get look how he beats at the end. Look at him beat Trayvon Diggs at the end too. That's like one of the low key best parts about this route that no one's talking about because this one's obviously over Twitter. Okay, go for it, Nick. Yeah, the so for everyone listening on the uh, podcast. Mike Glennon's under center here. It is 12 personnel. Kadarius Tony's lined up on the numbers. They're going to run a play action, kind of like a, a Yankee type of concept, only Kadarius Tony isn't going to do the deep over. He's going to pivot about 15 yards downfield outside. Trevon Biggs, he's in man coverage, man press. He's going to be all over Kadarius Tony. There's going to be no one outside, as you'll see here. Kadarius Tony releases inside, stems like he's going inside, and that is such a smooth pivot there. And he has all that space. Then he continues to accelerate up the field to pick up like an extra 10 yards. That is an insane route by a just really, really encouraging young player here. And good job on Mike Glennon to actually roll out, set up on that far hash and find Kadarius Tony open. That's a really nice play by Mike Glennon there. He's Mike Glennon and he made a lot of mistakes in this game, but that's still a a nice uh, recognition by Glennon there. Yeah, and we won't talk about this until the All-22, but I think this game was a really good example of what I meant last year about the Giants needed some arm talent on the back and and their QB2 position. These are a lot of the plays that Glennon made in this game, Colt McCoy wasn't making last year. They were checking down all of the Colt McCoy throws. There were so many stop routes with Colt McCoy. Like The arm talent that Glennon has, he makes a lot of mistakes. I mean, listen, he threw two interceptions and a big six. He's not a good NFL quarterback. He's a bad QB2. But I'd still rather have someone with this kind of arm talent than a Colt McCoy, in my personal opinion. I think you have a better chance to win football games when you have real arm talent. But as for the actual thing that matters here, which is the Tony route, that smooth pivot like you talk about, man. We talked about this all offseason, Nick. There's a lot of great traits about Darius Tony. His stop and start ability, his yards after the catch, how he fights for every yard, how he falls forward, great contact balance like Alvin Kamara. But this is the trait that really stands out to me because this is the one that can make him go from 
a nice, like, not gadget type player, but like solid wide receiver two to an elite wide receiver one and the best wide receiver on this roster and maybe like the best in football. And that sounds insane to say, and I'm not saying he will be that. What I'm saying is if he works his ass off on his craft, he has all the physical tools, maybe not to be the best, but to be at least in the top 10 conversation. Because, yeah, he may not be the best contested catch guy. He may not have the best vert or natural hands. But when you have the ability to separate like that, that's exactly what made Antonio Brown what Antonio Brown was. Antonio Brown was a late-round draft pick out of Central Michigan. What was he, a fourth-round pick? I mean, he became one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the NFL for a two-, three-year stretch with his ability to smoothly pivot and change directions within his routes. It's not just after the catch. Where this helps you what it helps you even more with is on plays like this where you can see him creating so much separation from Trayvon Diggs here the defensive back on this pivot and cutback I mean the space he creates here is unbelievable watch boom and that defensive back is yards behind him and even if he has this after he has to stop to make this catch because it's not a perfect ball perfect ball from Glennon here or any quarterback leads uh uh, Tony a little bit more toward the sideline so he can catch it and not have to slow down. He has to stop to make this catch and then still almost outruns Trayvon Dix because he has so much space that he created from the route. This is the play, man, where I look at it and he had one of these his, his week before, but I look at this and I'm like, man, this guy could be really, really freaking good. And this is great on just the, the overall play design, too, because Trevon Diggs, great cornerback, ascending star, could be a top five cornerback at the end of the season. He's on that kind of trajectory right now, but he's aggressive, right? So Kadarius Tony, he releases inside here. Trevon Diggs kind of gets to that inside hip, right? Because he's looking to undercut some right. sort of over route. That's what he's trying to do. You can see how he's inside. He's like, okay, you're going to try to run a deep horizontal cross. I'm going to undercut that. If Mike Glennon wants to throw that football, I'm going to come away with an interception. Look at me. I'm awesome because he is awesome, to be honest. But Kadarius Tony's like, nah, son, pivot outside. And now Trevon Diggs is completely out of position because he got a little bit too aggressive with his positioning because he thought it was going to be a deep over route. And that's what the Giants wanted him to think. And that's why that play is really brilliant. And kudos to Garrett for using the back to leak out there in that spot where the linebacker can't get any depth to potentially, you know, get into the passing lane there for Mike Glennon. Another good part of that design is that as well. Absolutely. And this play, it's a little scratchy, so we're not going to like go over too much, but you just, you run Tony as a fast three over here, the linebacker expands and then the Cowboys don't react to Tony's presence. So Glennon just throws it to Tony and look at the space between Leighton Vander Esch, who I guess was originally had his eye on Kadarius Tony. He's not manned up on Kadarius Tony. I don't believe, at least. He shouldn't be. But there's just so much space there. Van Der Esch is the one who expanded his – his uh, expanded after the positioning of Tony changed. But I just like that play call just to kind of get Tony in space, see if the defense reacts. If they don't react, just take the free yardage. Then we Exactly. Have- I was going to say, it seems so simple, but that's the type of play you see a lot from the good teams. The Chiefs, the Bills, running that uh, you know super athlete into space, seeing, like you said, if the defense reacts to it. And if they don't, you take the free yards. Take free yards. Like all the time. And that those you'll see it if you're watching this on YouTube. Those are as free yards as it gets. Yeah, too bad that this one's a little choppy, as you guys can see. It's it's a little it's a little wonky if, for those watching on YouTube. But the next play is also a, a really a similar type of play. The Giants use tempo here, and the Cowboys defense isn't set, and they get Kadarius Tony outside on a stack. And Kadarius Tony at the line of scrimmage just turns towards Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon reads the defense, sees that the numbers aren't there for Dallas defense, and he just fires a quick little pass. To Kadarius Tony and Tony picks up about seven or eight yards. Yep. Excellent, easy, free yardage play. And here is just an end zone angle of another pass back when Daniel Jones was in. You can just see Kadarius Tony <laughs> making people miss, man. 
That's the play from before. Yeah. And here's another play that I like. You line up with two running backs, if you want to call them that, Kadarius Tony being one of those running backs, and then you fast three them, as we talk about on the podcast. You run them as a fast three towards the field, get the defense looking, oh, no, what's going on with Kadarius Tony over there? And then watch. Wide open Evan Ingram. Why is Evan Ingram wide open? Well, let's see. Kadarius Tony rolling out, draws the linebacker, as you can see, to the field side, starts moving in that direction, expanding with Kadarius Tony, kind of anticipating some sort of pass to the flat, want to get numbers for Dallas out there. But in doing so, what does that do? Well, it creates a pick, but we're not going to talk about that. It just opens up a huge throwing window for the quick, quick slant to Evan Ingram. And easy pitch and catch right there from the quarterback and Evan Ingram. Stop it at the catch point because I will say this. I put this one on Twitter. I would love to see Evan Ingram plant and get vertical after the catch here. I really would. It's not going to be a touchdown. He's not going to crease this, but – he could, he could pick up a lot more yards if he just plants and gets vertical there. Yeah, no, I, I think I think you're right, dude. I really do. But, like, this play is created because of Kadarius Tony. Oh, he yeah. Not all tough. Ball, yep. But he, he made the defense react, and that's how much and This is what we talked about, using him in pre-snap motion, motion, getting the defense's eyes on him. And after a game like this and even plays like this, you're going to see more and more defenses are going to be forced to literally get keep their eyes on him all game long and make sure that they don't take him off him. Because if they do, he's not going to it, – it, it's going to work out not in your favor. And by the way, say hello to the Eli Manning bobblehead for those of you watching. I'm looking up at the main screen here. Um, this is where I watch the film on my second monitor. So you'll see me looking up during the videos. But Eli Manning bobblehead, baby. Love it. Got to love it. Eli Manning's always here. For those of you who went to Wisconsin or know of it, Mondays, the best bar in Madison. Mondays actually used to work there. Funny story. For another podcast, I was a bouncer at a bar in college. Yes, five foot eight, 155 pounds, soaking wet, but I was lifting at the time, so maybe like 165 pounds, muscular, somehow bouncing. So, just a little there shout out go. to Mondays, little shout there out. You to go. Man. You do you, baby. You do you. There's the bottle head. All right, that's all we have for today on this breakdown. Thank you to everybody tuning in. This is the Big Blue Banter Podcast. Keep it locked and loaded. More videos, more podcasts coming your way. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.